Welcome to another edition of the Dooms and the Don'ts. We're starting with today, Recaps Insecure. And this week with Jay Hall, we are recapping Insecure Season 5, Episode 7. We are excited to get into it. So stay tuned as we bring Jay on and we'll have a great discussion today. All right, he's in the room. Let me one. Yo, yo, how are you? I'm, um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm ready. <laughs> you got your notes. <laughs> I got, yo, <laughs> I'm ready. all of the notes. Ready. All of the notes, yo. I was, I, I was like so resisting the urge of texting you during the time. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, so you know, I'm not in my normal place. You're not in your normal. Space either and I had some Wi-Fi connections and then the show on the actual um actual HBO channel was like super it came on like 10 or 8 or something so I was just like super oh, behind yeah. on the episode but um wow a, a lot of things came to mind so I'm gonna start with the opening that really was just so beautifully done with the four friends getting together right um there was shout out to that director Amy, I believe is her name. She beautifully directed episode. But one of the things that came to mind was both, you know, it took us back to Coachella. Um, the last time we really kind of saw them in this element uh, without the confines and you know responsibilities. Um, but then it also instantly reminded me of Waiting to Exhale. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And seeing those four women together, also living single, girlfriends. It was it seemed like an ode to black women on TV. And it was so smart and so intentional. And it brought in a lot of those different elements. But yet was still very authentically insecure in those characters. But it felt like a, a, a really good tribute and homage to to the the series of women we've seen on TV up to this point um, that have been really critical, you know, to to storytelling and, and Black women seeing themselves on TV. Yeah, I mean, I think it also gave a kind of a tribute to the show itself. That's real. Of making us really kind of enjoy this moment because we've talked about time and time again how, you know, I I almost was one of those people that felt like, Issa should have just did it and then told us over the summer that was the last season because I knew we were going to go into it with so much criticism and everybody is so invested and taking so many pieces of themselves. I feel like this episode was an episode of like slowing us down yeah. and really kind of just enjoying what this show has done for us. Yeah. Because um, the first thing I started thinking was like how far along these characters were mm. and, you know, the growth and just seeing their bond think about my own personal steps and things of that nature so I, I felt like everything that you said also too because as we have talked about before Issa definitely has paid attention she definitely the things that she does is not by accident every right. little scene counts but I definitely felt like it's also a tribute to the show itself in real time absolutely and to your point they we got to see so much of these 
um, mental health things, emotional wellness things, relationship things that, you know, have been a topic since the very beginning come to um, a test, right? Like, a, you know, are, have where are you? <laughs> you yeah. know, where are you in your journey? How's the progress coming along? So I, got, I thought it was a great, you know, point to check in to say, hey, you know, these things we say that we are learning and that we want, um, where are we in the application process? And that's really so much easier said than done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just really wanted to hear your thoughts about that. And, like, how do you feel? A couple things came up. So we saw, you know, the exits, um, you know, professional, you know, maintaining boundaries, you know, with the family and um, mother situation kind of creating this good vibe. So what were some of your thoughts around how they maneuvered that? Um, it, it, it reminded me how important your your maid family is. Mm. Um, you know, when you moved away, when you move away or when you have a point in your life where you are no longer in the place of where that you grew up with and you create friends that don't necessarily were the friends that you grew up with from when you was like five and six. I think that display of black love isn't displayed enough. Um, it's, it showed like on that, like on like an episode of friends, we saw it in living single, you know, but the detachment and I think how much those people hold you down. Because um, people think that a lot of times just because you're not around them all the times is nothing but like partying and drinking. And because you don't have any, you're, you're, because your life doesn't look like theirs, you don't have any struggles. Right. And, uh, you know, when I think about Molly and how she's feeling and what she's going through with her mother, the importance of her tribe to come and have that moment for her, but also the importance of when um, Tiffany is announcing that she's getting ready to leave and her breakdown right there and how they come together. How many times has that happened in our lives right. where we're here to celebrate Charlotte, but then something happens over here and right. we become each other's caregivers and caretakers and things of that nature. And I don't think enough people really understand because they're so caught up in their own reality. Right that they don't want to have empathy or even be open-minded enough to understand, like, no, this is really like a family thing. It's not just, this is not necessarily just a bonding. This is like black family right there. Yeah. And you seeing Lawrence and Condola, black family. And it's yeah. two different dynamics of a black family. And but I think we just need to be on, yeah, I think we just need to see more. I, I was, I was, first of all, I was glad to see it. Yeah. And I think it doesn't get talked about enough. You know, uh a couple things come to mind when you said that, of course, like, you know, how we create community and, uh, you know, one of the things I've really been really kind of want to emphasize more is that, you know, we aren't, you know, raised in isolation or in a vacuum just of our parents. That was never, you know, most people, Black people's up bring it that's not our design either right so we raised you know in community and so you have your aunt who may not be your, your mom's biological sister but she picked you up too and you had i have so many people that i call you know mama their last name because yeah. when i'm in their care i'm their child like this whatever their child is doing i'm doing whatever they're eating i'm eating like i'm not taking care of 
Um, and there's been, you know, my, my, my biological mom has zero issue with that. She knows these people who have cared and loved on me. I um, mean, the same thing I think comes with the community. You know, we've had play cousins since we were little. And then there's some things that I think um, as we get in this world, in this society where America is driving towards more individualism, I think Black people have to really anchor down and say, hey, no, we are collective, we are community, and these are our bonds, you know what I'm saying, that, that are still as valid um, as blood and, and not blood, blood um, or stronger. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're they're valid. Yeah. And um, one of the things, too, we had to shape up some years ago with Tariq um, Walton. What up, Tariq? Um, and it was really about finding your words. You know what I'm saying? We were talking about finding your words, using your language. And this episode just Everybody used their words, you know, when uh, Tiffany was saying she was moving away and like, hey, um, why why didn't you tell me? Kelly's like, you know, why didn't you tell me? She's like, it, it would make me feel real. Like, and I wasn't ready to face it. And then Kelly, you know, reaction was just so not as you hate me where we started the baby shower and leaving. And, you know, both of them were able to navigate that without damaging their bond but understanding there's still grief there you know what i'm saying yeah i think that happens when you when you are either healed or healing a lot of times we are so caught up in our traumatic circumstances of our own yeah. it blocks us and blinds us where we're not able to see what's going on over here yeah. you know when you were just talking about how you was raised and that like i wasn't allowed to tell um i wasn't allowed to ask like how somebody was related this was my auntie that's all i know you know what I mean? This is my godmother. This is my brother. This is my cousin. I got relatives. I still don't really know how we're technically related. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm a grown man. I don't really know how my auntie is my auntie. Like, I, I guess if I do the math, you know, I look at right. my sisters and my siblings because technically I was raised the only child in the house. But, right. yo, that's what it is. I was, I was told to look out for my sisters and look out for my baby brother. Like, that's what I was told and my older brother. And so um, when she does that and she says that, I think the difference, what you just pointed out, versus when they got into an argument before, is that now we're seeing a healed Kelly, right, Ooh. or a healed process. And right. when you are healed, you you can express your concern, yeah. but it doesn't have to be a, a ready to fight situation. It can be, right. Yo, Charlotte, why didn't you tell me? Because I'm your friend, I'm your family, I'm here for you. Why right. didn't you tell me? Yeah, yeah, that's real. And you're talking about fight or flight, and. And you're talking about the healing, but also shout out to Kelly because she's been doing the work. A lot of times we talk about healing, and I think a lot of times it's kind of just glossed all over as in very performative. You know what I'm saying? Like where you think it's just you say that know, last part again. Say the last part again. I'm sorry. It's very what? I'm sorry. I, okay, thank you. Performative. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm but, sorry. But Kelly's been doing the work. You know what I'm saying? She's been working on the things that she feels like interfere with her being her best self, you know what I'm saying? And like really trying to have these conversations and lean into that. And we saw that gradually through this episode and you write, like you talk about Issa's writing um, and the, the staff's writing is just so good because we see her having these really important conversations since episode one of this season, right? We talked about her, you know, having, um, the memorial for her when she was still alive and then at the beach party she's having these really intense conversations with 
these black women she had found on the beach. <laughs> but it's part of the journey, you know, and I think it's just really been beautiful to see. And then, hey, here's a test. Here's the biggest test. The person who's most important to you in your life saying she's going to move away. And boom, she, to me, passed that test like she's she's ready to figure that piece out. So Yeah, she passed that test for me, too, because at that moment, I was able to see the tribe within the tribe. Yeah. I think every tribe has like I like I think of every tribe I think about like Wu Tang, but every tribe hey. has, every, every tribe has a ghost face and a Raekwon inside. Yeah. You know, is how I look at it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no jealousy. Like we know yeah. that this is a tribe of women, but we know that the best friends over here, best friends over there, because yeah. that is your go-to. That is the person. Why didn't you tell me? And yeah. to understand like where she was when she said, "Yo, you know, it would make it real," because right. that you know you. You've created these, this this hub, unintentionally probably yeah. created it, and now you got to go to this next level of life. And it just kind of showed, like, the importance of having loved ones with you during certain transitions. Mm, that's so real. That's so real. And I, I think that it's so important to have that support system. Um, and I think so much, so many times we see so much language about just doing it on your own and hustling and grinding these conversations we've had, you know, offline too, just, you know, it's not, it's not, not healthy and it's not productive. No, it's not. And we need to all kind of stop doing these echo chambers when it comes to things. And we all need to kind of like stop doing this and, and, and looking at people with this idea that this is how things are supposed to be, or just because these are things that your life and things that you accepted understanding that other people have a whole different thing with that what they got going on right Woo. so it's like <laughs> it's, it's 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 something to that that i feel um or the ability to say hey listen let's stay here and and i you know and i was gonna ask you about that like from because when i saw them getting dressed i had i was i was taken back as a kid watching my mom and my grandma and all my aunties on it when they used to get so music so um and so i wanted to ask you like how did that feel for you being a black woman in that space or i i, I guess i would say like the importance moving forward of the like ex-boyfriends like when it's like we're vulnerable but like what's the limit like so because we got to have a bottom it's like <laughs> so like how important is that to for you when you saw that display of friends being like, don't do that, don't do that. Like, how important would you say that is? You talking about, like, the exes that they would get with? Or are you talking yeah, about, like, yeah, no all problem? of that. Just okay. all of that. Was, Just, like, how important is it to have somebody in your ear? Very important for me because uh, Impulsive Charlene has, like, it goes from zero to 100. You know what I'm saying? Uh, very quickly. Like, there's no gas uh, between that. So I think it's really important to have people that you trust that send you uh, reminders of your goals and, like, your intentions and things that we talked about. And I think Molly doing that for Issa after she called Lawrence uh, was just so beautiful. And and Molly not being controlling, it was that was just such a great piece. And uh, saying, hey, you know, if you still feel this way tomorrow when you're sober, then full, cool, go through with it. But, like, let's let's stay in this moment. I think um, that was beautiful. I, I don't know if I'll be willing. I like the cat, the questions in the hat um, game. 
I don't think I want to answer or have anybody answer like exes that they would like. Am I like that they would try to? That's kind of. Why. <laughs> that's not what you're trying to hear. That's not what because I'm very territorial. Even if it's done, you know what I'm saying. Nah. Um, yeah. So and I don't. Those just boundaries. I just don't. You know, cross. But. Um, I think uh, them knowing each other and having like play, you know, Kelly's gonna say, Kelly's gonna say, you know, and it's like, oh, we're having fun. And then I think if those are the parameters and it's cool, it's a safe space, I think that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the women getting ready uh, together, it's just such classic, accurate, the way it was shot it was correct. You know what I'm saying? It was just beautiful, and every black woman knows what it's like to get ready with other black women. A, we're going to be sprawled out everywhere. There's going to be stuff everywhere, but it's also so much ritual in that, right? There's so much um, spirituality in that, and it, it's it's very nuanced, you know what I'm saying? Because we see, I've seen movies with, like, white people getting ready together, or I've been in Spaces with white women getting ready together, and it's it's different um, versus like it's a very sacred space when when um, two or more black women are gathered, and so for them to make sure that was put in there, um, I think was so beautiful and an accurate portrayal um, that needed to be captured. You know, from you know my first homecoming at Howard to mm. parties and. You know, whatever the bathroom looked like before. <laughs> it, <laughs> it it looks totally um different. Shout totally out to everybody different. that's shout out okay. to everybody that's joining us. We we probably didn't get a chance to put the question um on the okay, thing. But um okay. I I thought like I was I ain't gonna lie to you. When I was watching that, I was envious, Charlene, because I can't recall the last time me and a group of homies was getting ready for the day like that or how important that is. Like probably don't, the only time I experienced it was in college and the only, and I don't know if I really experienced it after that. And it remind me about how much, um, how much I adore when it comes to black women and there, and how many times, how many other moments they have a bonding, you know, yeah. that we take for granted that us as men, just as black men, we don't practice enough of, we do it when it comes to like sports and maybe going to a bar and maybe going to a barbershop. But like, what's what's wrong with us? Like, if I come over, I'm brushing. Well, you know, I'm, I'm clean. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm getting myself together. And my man getting himself together. And we all just, you know what I'm saying, getting ourselves together. Like, those little small bondy things that I got to admit that I'm envious um, when I see black women do that. Because, again, for me, I, I you could have played any song during that point. You yeah. can play one of Issa's, you know, um, Boss Chick music songs, or you yep. can play We Are Family. Like, literally any song of Blackness could have played in that little five or ten seconds. And again, we got to give it up to Issa because when it comes to writing and being patient for people, I don't think nobody will ever really get a chance to understand that because we are such an answer now society. Like, we don't want to wait for anything. And a lot of things I feel like in this episode were revealed that we just simply had to wait for. We just had to wait for. I mean, we were villain. I mean, people were villainizing 
Lawrence and Condola just taking all these, you know, and not understanding like this wasn't the end all be all. This was their lives and it was going to be rough in the beginning. And then we're watching this, which I know you're about to get into, but I just want to also just point out just how the importance of being patient when it comes to a show. Because yeah. we were all ready to write. People were drawing swords. I mean, I know couples that still ain't talking from the episode <laughs> of Condola. <laughs> they still ain't talking to each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you, what you, I mean, I don't want to like, I just want to say like, you know, what you was going to either bring about that or what you think about that other side. So first of all, I was like, Jay was right. <laughs> oh, I was. What, what was I right about? I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know what I you was. You were about. right about. You've been bringing up every week that Lawrence was very into Condola, quote unquote, and we forget that Lawrence actually was willing to go all in with Condola yes. from jump. Yes. Like, and we were at episode seven from where we were before. And now we see that effort and intentionality. I think, you know, we talk about co-parenting, which I think is one thing too, but I think this emotional availability that he has at this point, we don't know where it's going, but it's something that you had been bringing up that this was not just a, a random chick. He got pregnant. You know what I'm saying? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. You can make the <laughs> argument... You can make the argument it was more so for Condola than it was for him. <laughs> <laughs> she was fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So um, just to see their exchange now, their growth, you know, condoling, affirming Lawrence's um, fatherhood is, is really important to see and hear visually um, for black men, to see a black woman who's not his, you know, a partner or, you know, in a relationship with him, still validate him as a father. It's really important because we have so many co-parents in our community that feel like if they're not together, they're at war. You know what I'm saying? Yo, and it's, it's, it doesn't yeah. have to be that way. You know what I'm saying? It can be. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and Lawrence, as a new father, needs to be validated in that space. Um, the same way he did in his career, you know what I'm saying? And the same way he needed in, in the relationship space as well, which, you know, with Condola, he didn't have that, that, that same validation that he was looking for initially. But I think she's beginning to see him in, in a different light and uh, his potential, um, you know, as, as least as a father and having, you know, that support that she needs, I think is, it's it's great for TV, but it's great for black people to see, you know. Well, first it was like first it from the start, it you know, men, black men, black fathers need to hear that from the mother first. Absolutely. Before you hear it from anybody. Like, yeah, you can hear it from your own mother, you can hear it from your father, but you need to hear it from the woman who birthed the child first. And one of the things that needs to be understood, the reason why we have there's so much um battle is because let's just be honest, we as black American blacks growing up in this country, we look at the white archetype of what it is to be a family. And when it wasn't that, we join in on villainizing our own when it comes to that. And so we got into this huge battle over time of if you're not married, if you're not together, you're shacking up and all these negative things, right? 
but not necessarily praising the times that it worked. You and I, we have blended families. We just, we literally just talked about it sex ago, seconds yeah. ago, about having these uncles that we don't know that are related to us, having these cousins. Where do you think that come from? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So where do you think that come from? But because your family, when you step out, don't like the picture perfect Sears photo, it's all of a sudden it's villainized. And that happens within our relationships of like, you forget. And I tell my young mentees this, when they're going at it with women that they once liked, you liked her at one point. You liked her. Like, yo, this was not your enemy. This was not someone you was on the street with, beefing with. You liked her at one point, yo. You know what I mean? So it's just because it doesn't work, it doesn't mean it has to be a fight. I've seen yeah. more young men get into these fights with their with, with, the, with the girl that they were kicking it with than the guy that they were beefing with. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they'll squash it with the dude way before they'll squash it with that. And so it was good for us to kind of see this step-by-step -step process. And I like to just say to, like, anybody who watches, like, sometimes we got to all kind of chill. It's, it's cool to do these recaps and everything like that, but you and I, we talked about this offline, these full-out encyclopedia think pieces of, like, this, why this person is trash and why this moment. And, like, yo, do you, do you think our parents started off who they are now? Oof. Like, do you really, really think that I, I know the stories of like when Absolutely I was born. Absolutely not. <laughs> they, my, my parents definitely was on some like, yo, put, you know, um, um, when I left the hospital, they just pretty much buckled me up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and, and you know what? I was thinking recently, like seatbelts wasn't even, they were suggested. 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 Like, yes. uh, yeah, I remember having to tell, like, you know, once it kind of became, like, enforced, y'all put y'all seatbelt on. Because yeah. it's still so new for them, like. Yeah, my mother, when they asked her, was she going to breastfeed me? She said, F no. She was like, that was a thing, like, we didn't, everybody wasn't doing that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what my point is, is that we don't have the patience and the time because we take these things so personal about what happened in our personal relationship. Right. And we don't want to give people time and grace. And I think it's a lesson to us as fans watching the show allowing things to evolve and us in our real life allowing things to evolve like just Ooh. because things don't work out the way you came to your conclusion of it's okay to simply just be like i'm not going to deal with this no more and simply walk away because once upon a time we did have a care for one another yeah and, and, I, and i thought it was so good those little small moments when condola's like yo no you really are good with him and even with Lawrence, when he was making his suggestion, he wasn't mansplaining. He was just saying, this is what I do, which doesn't take away from her motherhood, exactly. doesn't try to say, like, I'm better at it than you, right. and offering assistance help. And I was so thankful they did not have sex at the end of that episode. Now, they have sex in the next episode? Cool. But <laughs> I was so thankful, because I, I just I wanted agree. to see them get along without yeah. the physical at, at the end. Absolutely. I a thousand percent um agree my uh another focus uh do not disturb came on my phone so hopefully i didn't get disconnected okay so um speaking of evolving my boy nate yo so you hey listen hey shout out to you shout out to you because your man came in fourth quarter because i'm like yo how do i come on board with team nathan and then you start missing your shots bro you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? But I was going to ask, so let me just ask you very quickly before I forget. 
how important do you think it is for someone to come to their own conclusion about when they want to verbalize how they feel, like say I love you, versus how important it is to say it right back in that moment? I think it's a thousand percent you want it. I would want someone to say it on their own terms, that even if that's months later, you know what I'm saying? A is authentic, you know, um, and that that glow like after Issa hears it in his own time, you know what I'm saying, means more than him doing a reflexive response. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it's really important to like speak your truth. Your truth, her truth in that moment was like she loves him and she that was her realization. Nathan already knew he loved her. Yo, he loved her before you, before she did. That was the thing that was so crazy. He been he loved you since party bus when he knocked <laughs> out. He fought a like you brought this he, up. He, and I didn't, he was willing to go. To he fought a complete like, stranger for you. <laughs> then tipped and then you know went to the food spot you recommended. Uh, and then like you know had this whole full-on day and, like, was really just into learning who you were. And I think um, Issa did not actually do the same for, for Nathan. Um, and I think she's just beginning to, like, start that journey of learning him for who he is and be patient with him the way he is patient with her. I've heard, I've had homegirls tell me when they're talking to me about a guy that they're dating in real time, and they'll tell me that they've come to the conclusion that they love this man, but they don't want to tell him. They're like, I'm not going to tell him. I'm going to wait for him to tell first. Why is that? Like, is, if this, if that's not, like, like, we should... Am I wrong for thinking that we should all get into a more of a practice of expressing our love and not necessarily waiting on to hear back or whatever the case may be? Am I wrong for thinking that? Like, am I no, being too I, progressive I, in that sense? That's, that's how I live, you know what I'm saying? So I say to my friends and family uh, without with holding it at all like I'm very heavy on the I love you's um and so even so when I'm dating someone I, I really like to validate things I love and this is more healed version of Charlene <laughs> so I don't know my exes like circling back um I really like to validate the things that I love about a person so I may not not want to say, you know, a full I love you, but I love how you check in before you go to bed. I love how you um, reached out to me when you saw that I was having, you know, a, a bad day. I love how you made time and space to, like, really, you know, um, hear me out today, you know, beyond your, your, your busy schedule, you know. So those things I kind of, you know, but then I, I'm definitely, like, I love you. And I think a lot of times we put so much weight on love versus in love and like love meaning it needs to needs to be um like a um ultimatum or like you know it needs to yeah. you know yeah. me walking down the aisle tomorrow. But it just really means like I love and I appreciate who you are, you know what I'm saying? And I'm really grateful for whatever this space is in this moment. I think it's really a valid Thing. So yeah, I I have never been one to withhold that, and I've never been um, even if it's not I love you quote unquote said 
immediately back, I've always felt like I needed to say it for me. You know what I'm saying? Just like forgiveness is for you. You know, we know that's for you. I think being able to express yourself um, in the full expression of how you're feeling, um, you know, within bounds <laughs> in healthy ways, um, is, is really good too. And being brave and vulnerable um, and real with yourself first and then with other people, I think is, it's really kind of the best parts of life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. That, that's, that's the yeah. magic of it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I can only tell you, and just being transparent, I've it, I've only experienced that maybe once in my life of a woman really allowing me to come to my own time mm. of being able to express that. And when I went through that transition, it was the one of the most fulfilling chapters of my life. Yeah. Like, just one of, just to be able to, you know, she expressed to me how she felt. She was like, you good. This is This is how I feel. Right, and it took me some time, but when I got to that point, I I was the most secure I had ever been mm. in my life, and I had two feelings of that. The first feeling was like, "Man, this feeling felt great," and damn, how come I couldn't feel this earlier? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. for you to feel that way and be able to come there as I don't know if people really will understand. Neither one of us really understand the amount of pressure we put on each other mm. when it comes to that. There's a lot of pressure we put on each other. Like once someone say "I love you," then now all of a sudden I'm walking on the clock. And I got to think like, man, I got like two days to tell this woman I love her back. But for okay. someone to be able to give you that peace and say, listen, this is how I feel. You right. can take your time. That is a jewel. But to you, what you just said earlier, we spend so much time in this fight game. We invest so much time in this fight and not being worried about looking stupid. And something my therapist has been working with me with is like removing the outcome. And Ooh. removing the outcome can really help in that journey of just what you just said of just being able to just do things that are more for me and not expect these things to kind of like come back in that, you know? And I think Nathan being able to have his moment expressed and also brought him back to something that he did work on himself. He said, no, I'm not going to go. I'm going to commit to this obstacle I'm facing right now at work. And matter of fact, I'm on my way to work now, but I wanted to deal with you. I don't think people get a chance to see that full scale of when you um, allow your partner that freedom to be able to work this out, how it can work out in other fa uh, facets of their life. Yeah, and then shout out to that too. When we talk again, Nathan doing the work, and the work is not pretty. What we saw is like the the fruition of that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, having to deal with you know his mental health challenges. Having to say, you know, these are the outcomes that I want that are better and healthier. Finding the language, you know, he says he's avoided a lot of, a lot of socialization happens to black men since they're boys. So like, stop crying. Don't hurt. If somebody hit you, hit you back. Like those things that we do to emotionally stunt black, black boys, black males from um, developing emotional intelligence and then they get 30, and we wonder why they don't have any emotional right. development. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's going to take time. I've known mothers to be like that with their sons. Yeah. And you're stunting the emotional freedom of your own son, but you're going to your partner begging them for emotional expression. 
and not right. understanding that part that they're doing with each other. You know what exactly. I mean? I mean, that yeah, they're not understanding that, right? Like you're raising your son to be this partner that you're you're banging heads with right now. I mean, you're arguing with this individual about why they can't be expressing, why they can't communicate their love, and yet at the same time, you know, your son fall down and you're telling your son, don't, don't cry. And not understanding how the two intertwine with each other and how this right here turns into this. I've seen it all the time. I agree. And then, and then the flip side of that is like women who, you know, feel like any man expressing any emotion is, you know, soft or, you know, um, weak or, or those kind of, you know, um, you know, kind of ripping away his masculinity. And that's like, no, like this is, this is a beautiful human experience. Let this man like express his emotions and like have a, a, a soft landing space. So I think a um, Nathan being able to communicate that to see the journey um, and for him to say, you know what, this is something that I'm I'm going to work through. And but like, duh, he always loves her. <laughs> Let me ask you um, real quick before we move. Uh, I, I don't want to miss this part. What did you think about that table conversation about Issa's choice and being discussed amongst her friends? Because I thought Tiffany said something that was very profound when she was like, you know, why was it a smart choice to not be with Lawrence? You know, does it have to be a smart choice or does the choice have to fit you? That's real. That's a real conversation. I think, I think that... Uh, uh, and for the storyline to go how it went, I think a lot of times we think it has to be um, either or, or you know, just on the spectrum. But uh, Tiffany bringing up this question and say, hey, if you want to be with this man, then it may not look the way you want it to look or you visualize it looking, but it can still happen. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that's a real, a real thing because a lot of times it kind of goes back to what you were saying last week about, you know, do you want to do the work wherever, whatever relationship, Lawrence, Nathan, anybody new, Issa's going to have to do the work. <laughs> like, And that's, that's how I work. felt. That's how I felt. I felt like even though they might have been talking about Lawrence at that time, I felt like what Tiffany had to say spoke volumes about Issa in general. It's definitely, it can also work with Nathan. Like, it has to make sense to you. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, what is this smart choice of being a step? Okay, you don't want to be nobody's stepmom. Well, why not? And here right. is Tiffany sitting there, a full-fledged biological mother, you know? Right. But what would be the issue with that? Because the way things played out, he didn't do anything to you. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? So it's one of those things I, I felt like it was something to kind of, again, the writing of it, and I think I, I felt like the note of that was very important when they brought that up. It was just yeah, excellent. Great social commentary piece too for for women who feel like it needs to look a certain way. And you know, when we talk about again in African and Black communities and cultures, our our family lines are interwoven. <laughs> our bonds are interwoven, and it can look different than what we see. Um, white America uh, has you know, stamp on family, but ours look different and very beautiful and uniquely ours as well. And be yeah. valid. And be yeah. valid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think we need we need to be more unapologetic about what our culture is. Absolutely. We need to be we need to be a little bit more like this is how we get down. Yeah. And if you're not with it, then so be it. Because other people and other cultures in their house 
the Jewish community, whatever, they're not going to over-explain to you why they're not celebrating Christmas. They're not going to over-explain to you. They're, you know, they're going to tell you, go look it up or whatever. They're not about to go out of their way to make you feel okay about what they're doing in their customs and their culture and their church and their home and their community. And I feel like sometimes we do too much going out of our way. We feel too much shame. And we feel like, oh, if we see a bad representation on TV, we feel like it makes us all look bad. No, it don't. Kanye don't make Kanye don't make me look bad. Kanye make himself look bad. You know what I mean? And so I think when it comes to these blended families, we need to be a little bit more vocal about so what if you got two stepdads? So what if you got this, if you got that? Treat each other good. Like how about we treat each other good and then be proud of the journey that it took to get us here? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's the part of the healing um that that happens in our community. You know, I've seen you know, Christmases with my family, you have uh, the ex-husband that's the child's father with the new husband, like, and it's just, we're raising these children. They need, <laughs> it's the yeah. holidays. This is what we do. Um, and it's, it's, it's honestly not a big deal and people just kind of keep it moving. Uh, so I think, I think, but having that representation, having that conversation on a national platform um, I think it's really important for us to see and, and like discuss and see what's possible, you know. Oh, but I'm I'm glad a Easter um, made space for Nathan. If, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. of course, be inconsistent, messy with the Lawrence situation, but um, hopefully that resolve. You know, it's just it's kind of interesting. So, any predictions for for next week, or any desire, yeah. or any takeaways for this week? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Um... I think it was really, I just want to champion Molly real quick of allowing, I, one of the things I agree with you is what Molly did this time when she talked to Issa about that, she gave Issa a very recent example instead of just telling her something like, don't do it and kind of barking at her. She gave her a very recent example of, hey, remember what he said about inconsistent? This is that example right now. And so I think the next episode, my prediction is seeing Issa kind of finding a way to blend her career and her personal life and be more on a consistent path for that. I mean, I still think that she did nothing wrong when it came to old boy, when it came to her job. Like, I think he's just a, just a total a-hole, the way he handled that situation. But I can still see her still doing an introspective look of, I still want to work this out. You're still a good person. And it come back to the relationship factor, what we just said, right? I initially thought you were dope. This project didn't go the way we thought it was going to go. How can I find a common ground? And, and, and so I do want to see... I like the idea of that challenge in that. Um, and so I think that we're going to see Issa trying to be a little bit more consistent and sticking to her guns and maybe even leveling it up a little bit in her relationship factor with Nathan. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I definitely, um, I, I'm just really excited to see what other uh, cultural commentary they're going to provide. Um, what other things they're going to throw in between now and the end of the season. Um, you know, I'm still rooting for Nathan. <laughs> um, I mean, I am at this point too. I'm, I'm not. I haven't switched. But I still am like nervous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for my you should, because that phone call meant something. That phone call meant something. Seeing Lauren's face, and we also know that Issa drew her own conclusion of thinking they were together and all this other stuff because and how often do we do that how often do we take a little bit of information or a little bit of what we think we see and we just have this conclusion 
and here go Kelly like, girl, they they're not together pretty much. Like, right? What are you What are you talking about? And so, um, I'm I'm with you because Lawrence is now in LA. He's he's there. Yeah. Um, and I think the challenge is going to be what do you do when you come across Lawrence now that you have fully invested in this relationship over here? Are you going to stick to your gun? Um, for me, listen, all I want was some space to see Lawrence be a good man. <laughs> I got my wish, right? I wanted to see how he is when he get a job. I want to see how he is as a good father. If he, if, if him and Issa do, do not get together, I will be fine. Yeah. Um, I just want to see some Lawrence positive light. I agree. And I that's think all I wanted. That's different. all I wanted. <laughs> that's deserving. why I'm on his team. That's all I wanted. Very deserving. And shout out to you in rallying for Molly. And, and even this episode before that, when Issa was having a moment about, you know, the Lawrence with the table, Molly, you know, creating some space, you know what I'm saying, uh, for Issa to kind of breathe and, you know, just tapping her on her shoulder. Just very subtle but need it, you know, and she, she continues to create space. And I, I just really love that about their friendship at this point, um, um, space that is created, that is, you know, very safe. So, yeah, it's what happens when you allow your relationships to evolve. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, that is another do's and don'ts insecure recap with starting with today. Featuring the one and the only Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> J Hall, you can find him on all social media handles at J Hall Society. I am your host, Charlotte Anderson, founder and CEO of Starting With Today. You can find me at True underscore Charlotte on all social media handles. Make sure you're following Starting With Today. Everywhere, YouTube, in, uh, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, yeah, all of that, and I definitely think we need to highlight. I think I definitely think we need a highlight for this one, Shar. I think we have some gems in this one. We haven't given them a we haven't give, we haven't given them a sample. Up, I'm backed up on gems. I'm I'm gonna throw it to you. I'm gonna throw it to you. Get the okay. highlights. Uh, and we hope that you all have a great, peaceful week. I know the holiday season is busy, but make sure you find some time to breathe. Um, I hope that you all are big brave in your your spaces, in your work, in your life, and in your love. A shout out to you, Charlotte, for putting this together because this is people don't know what you go through just to show up. So big ups to you also too. <laughs> I don't think they know. They don't know. They don't know what Charlotte does just to show up. They do not know. Indeed, indeed. I appreciate you. You have a great one, and I will see you next Sunday. Same time, same place.